You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on Jazz Radio, WETF.org. And my name is John Clark, and this is the Jazz Focus. We are here exploring the highways and byways of great jazz recordings. Today we're going to be listening to some of the music recorded by the wonderful uh, swing-era trumpet player Jonah Jones, who uh, was born in 1909 in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, He was kind of a prodigy, I guess, early on. He played in a number of school bands, but by the 20s, when he was in his teens, he was playing uh, engagements with people like Blanche Calloway and Horace Henderson and so forth. By the 1930s or so, he was in New York City, where he uh, began playing with Stuff Smith, the great violinist in his combo. And uh, that was a classic jazz group. We've done a podcast on that in the past, where he brought his very swinging trumpet uh, to the fore. He was also a good entertainer. In fact, he was known as King Louis II uh, after Louis Armstrong. He was being billed as a competitor, which wasn't very fair, but um, he did a beautiful job with that. Sometime in the late 30s, about 1939 or so, he went with the Cab Calloway Orchestra, and he spent, I think, 11 or 12 years with Calloway, even after... um, 
Calloway got rid of his big band and went to a combo format in the late 40s, Jonah Jones stayed with him and stayed there up until 1950 at least. And then he went out on his own and began freelancing and uh, found his greatest success with a quartet, uh, just piano-based drums and him. And they played at uh, upscale clubs and cafes in New York City and made a series of albums that came to be known as Muted Jazz, very sophisticated versions and swinging versions of pop tunes. They did a whole album uh, called On the Street Where You Live, and they uh, organized their, their music around themes and composers and so forth, and he had a great deal of success with that. At the same time, he was doing jazz festivals and playing uh, with other groups. And we're going to hear uh, little samples from three sessions that he made in the 1950s, the middle 1950s. We started out with a tune by Walter Donaldson called At Sundown. And this was a group that was led by George Wetling, the great Chicago drummer, George Wetling and his jazz band. And um, this was recorded for a, a label called Weathers. Uh, Weathers, I think his name was Pete Weathers, was the uh, engineer of this. I think it was associated with Bethlehem Records a little bit, but um, it was kind of a, 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 an experiment in high fidelity and so forth, but uh, great jazz nonetheless. And we heard Jonah Jones, of course, on trumpet, Bud Freeman on tenor sax, uh, Dave Bowman on piano, very little-known piano player who had recorded with uh, Freeman with the Summa Cum Laude Band in the late 1930s and 1940, and who had kind of dropped off the map before or, or after that point. This session was recorded uh, in October of 19, 1955, um, so it was all when these fellows were at their peak. On bass, we have Milton Hinton, Milt the Judge Hinton, one of the great bass players of all time. George Barnes, Chicago player on guitar. And, of course, George Wetling on drums. And as I said, we started out with the tune At Sundown. We're going to hear two or three more from that session a little bit later. The second tune that we heard was from an album called Barrel House, Boogie Woogie, and The Blues. And it was done by Sam Price, Sammy Price, and his Casey Stompers. Sammy Price was a pianist out of Texas who was noted for his blues playing. And the band in this case was Jonah Jones, along with Vic Dickinson on trombone. Pete Brown on alto saxophone. He was very well known in the 1930s and into the 40s, but his career had eclipsed a little bit, and he was brought out of, if not retirement, then brought back into prominence for this date. Uh, as I said, Sammy Price on piano, Milt Hinton again on bass, and Cozy Cole on drums. And the tune we heard was Pete's Delta Bound. Um, that was a tune that was kind of based a little bit on a part of a theme from Duke Ellington's Black and Tan Fantasy. It was recorded for Jazz Fidelity, as I said, on March 20th, 1955. So we're going to uh, continue on with another tune from that date. Uh, that was a, a, a date that featured all of the performers on different tunes, uh, and the one that featured Jonah most of all was called, appropriately, Jonah Wales Again, W-A-I-L-S, although in the album it was W-H-A-L-E-S, which I don't think makes a great deal of sense, but we're going to hear him at his extroverted best, a marvelous swing trumpet player with a big broad sound and a superior technique. He also had a control of the high register that uh, was really in, in a class with someone like Roy Eldridge at the time. From there, we're going to go back to the uh, George Wetling date that I mentioned earlier, from 1955, and we're going to hear a good Chicago standard by Maceo Pinkard called Sugar, and then a tune that had a lot of hair on it called Long, Long Ago, and this was something that was recorded by uh, Bessie Smith at one point and also some of the Western swing bands. It was a, a melody that went back to, I think, the middle part of the 1800s. Uh, it was a very sort of sing-songy melodic tune, but it uh, worked very well in a jazz setting. 
So those are our three tunes. Remembering these are all from the LP era, so we have longer playing time, so the soloists get to stretch out. Jonah Wales from the uh, Sammy Price date, followed by Sugar, and Long, Long Ago by George Wetling and his jazz band. Thank you. 
Thank you. 
Here we have Jonah Jones on trumpet. Jonah was uh, known as a great lead trumpet player, but uh, mainly as a jazz soloist. He was a really terrific player who doesn't get his due, I don't think, because he didn't record a lot as a leader during the swing era. He did some wonderful sessions for Keynote and uh, Commodore and so forth, uh, but it wasn't until, as I said, the 50s and 60s where he became known as a leader for those muted jazz albums, which, ironically, were pretty much uh, in opposition to his usual way of playing, because it was very quiet and subdued and all that, but he was a versatile musician. He could handle a lot of different things. So we started out with Jonah Wales from that Sammy Price date. Uh, that featured Vic Dickinson on trombone, Pete Brown on alto sax. Pete Brown was a really interesting alto player from the 30s and 40s. By the 50s, he was beginning to feel the effects of ill health. He was a diabetic, and his playing was uh, up and down, shall we say, although he's in pretty good shape on this session. And then, of course, Sammy Price on piano, uh, along with Milt Hinton on bass and Cozy Cole on drums. So some very fine playing there with uh, Jonah Jones bringing it in and taking it out. Then we heard two sessions from the George Wetling date uh, of 1955. We heard Sugar and Long, Long Ago, which feature, of course, great Jonah Jones, but some superb Bud Freeman playing from a period in his career where he was not recording all that uh, widely. He retired from playing briefly, and he went and studied with, of all people, Lenny Tristano around this time. So he kind of renewed himself, but uh, his playing was always top-notch. Dave Bowman is a nice discovery on piano. He died, uh, I think, in the 60s in a car accident. He never really had any affiliations with well-known bands, so he's not terribly well-known. Uh, and, of course, again, uh, Milt Hinton on bass, George Barnes on guitar, and, uh, as I said, uh, George Wetling on drums. So we're going to go on and play the next set uh, devoted to a session for Blue Note in 1953. This was Sidney Bechet and his Blue Note Jazz Men. And by this point in 1953, Bechet was a resident of France, uh, but he came back occasionally to the United States to do club dates and so forth, and usually uh, he was uh, engaged to do a recording date, as he was here in uh, August of 1953. And this was a little unusual, this session. It was much more swing-oriented than his usual Blue Note dates, which tended to favor the New Orleans repertoire and usually brought in New Orleans players as well. Uh, here, he has a very up-to-date group with Jonah Jones on trumpet, uh, Walter Page on bass. Of course, he had been with the Basie Band, been such a key member of the Basie Band in the 1930s and into the 40s. Johnny Blowers was on the drums. He had played a lot with uh, Bunny Berrigan's big band. Uh, on piano, we have a fellow named Buddy Weed, who is not terribly well-known. He was a radio pianist, but an excellent jazz player, and he played with Paul Whiteman for quite a while, too. On trombone, we have Jimmy Archie, uh, who was probably the oldest style player in the band. Uh, he had played lead uh, trombone, first trombone, for Benny Carter's band and Louis Russell and several others before he was brought over to the Dixieland side in the late 1940s by Rudy Blesch. He was a key member of the This Is Jazz uh, radio broadcast, and that's, by his own admission, how he learned the repertoire, and he spent the rest of his career, the next 20 something years playing New Orleans jazz and Dixieland. People even thought he was from New Orleans, which he was not. Then, of course, from New Orleans was Sidney Bechet, one of the great stylists in jazz history. By this point, he had pretty much given up clarinet, and he was playing exclusively soprano sax, but um, somehow it works with Jonah Jones. You wouldn't think it would with a brash trumpet player and a brash soprano player, and there are some moments where they clash, but for the most part, it works out very well. We're going to start out with I'm a Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas, which, of course, was recorded by Louis Armstrong in 1930 or so, and Jonah Jones shows his uh, roots as King Louis II, 
by quoting the Louis Armstrong solo in a couple of places. After that, the standard, again, uh, another Louis Armstrong premiere called All of Me, and yet another Louis Armstrong premiere, Black and Blue, from uh, Connie's Hot Chocolates of 1929. And then we're going to hear one other one uh, to lead us out uh, at the end of the program. So this is the uh, Sidney Bechet Blue Note Jazzmen from 1953 featuring Jonah Jones. I'm a ding-dong daddy from Dumas, all of me, and black and blue.
So you get a sense of some of the conflicts that can happen when you have a brash trumpet player and a brash soprano sax player there. And that's one of the reasons that later in life, Louis Armstrong and Sidney Bechet did not get along musically or personally, I suppose. But Jonah Jones did make it work there. He was a good pro, so he could fit himself into all kinds of different situations. So we started out with I'm a Ding Dong Daddy from Dumas, followed by All of Me, and then Black and Blue. Three tunes uh, associated with Louis Armstrong to a certain degree, uh, and all done by Sidney Bechet and his Blue Note Jasmine from August 25th of 1953, done in New York, with uh, Jonah Jones on trumpet, Jimmy Archie on trombone, Sidney Bechet, of course, on soprano sax, Buddy Weed on piano, Walter Page on bass, and Johnny Blowers on drums. A very swing-oriented band in that case, and uh, Bechet did quite a lot to sort of formulate the idea of swing in the 1920s in New York, uh, of course, as did Louis Armstrong, but... Uh, Really a, a well-performed session, just a one-off. Uh, although, I think all of those players had played together in various groups. I don't know about Buddy Weed, but the rest of them had done different recordings together. So we're going to do one more tune from that session to round out our program. And that tune will be Rose of the Rio Grande, which was a Jonah Jones favorite, I guess. He recorded it, uh, I believe, for Commodore in the 1940s. And uh, we will hear him featured on that, doing some really terrific Louis Armstrong-inspired trumpet playing. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. We are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Heard worldwide, throughout the universe, in fact, on uh, jazzradiowetf.org. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody, and come listen to The Jazz Focus. And uh, we will be doing more programs coming up, but this Jonah Jones program was particularly fun, and I hope you enjoyed it. So thank you, and tune in again next week.